Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Offstage Me podcast. My name's Michael and you might know me as a stationary reviewer on Instagram and YouTube. I'm here in Melbourne on a somewhat gloomy day. It's windy and it's raining and uh, there's a lot of weather happening outside. But uh, I really wanted to get in here and record this first episode. This podcast is kind of going to be a bit of an extension of what I do on Instagram and YouTube. I will talk about pens, I'll talk about what's happening in the stationary world, what's happening in my stationary world, as well as covering a few topics that get brought up in YouTube comments or uh, conversations on social media, things like that. I'm also planning on doing a number of interviews with people within the industry who I have enjoyed collaborating with, uh, who I think are really great at what they do. So the first interview I'll be doing is with Helen McLean, a leatherwork and stationery maker here in Melbourne. She does incredible work, amazing detail, amazing design, everything. And uh, I'm really excited about that interview. It's going to be fun to talk about the creative process uh, and hear a little bit about her story as well. But I'm going to start today with what is new. It's planner time. And I love planner time. I love getting my diaries. I love working out what I'm going to use and have for the next year. And I end up going through a number across the year. Things like the bullet journal, they stay with me all through. I've basically been bullet journaling for the last five and a bit years, maybe six years. Um, And that has remained true with me primarily for work and for to-do lists to do with that. But for everyday planning, I still like to use a physical planner. Something like the Hobonichi, I I use the cousin of the Hobonichi range, uh, as well as, of course, using online and digital diaries and calendars. But the physical planner, I think, will stay with me. It's something that I actually really like. Part of my setting up the next week in my bullet journal is also getting my planner out and working out meals and where I'm going to be and all those kinds of things ahead of time so it's a it's a it's a really useful part of my arsenal and next year I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be doing yet I'm collecting them shall we say so at the moment I have sitting on my desk next to me I have two planners from paper blanks uh, which they sent me out to review and to profile um, and I've got to say the paper in the paper blanks and notebooks has really taken a step up I tried them a few years ago when I just got into fountain pens um, and there was a lot of feathering and bleed and I've got to say the paper that they're using now it's holding a lot tighter uh, so whatever they've done I th- I'm all for it and those designs and the covers and everything have always been really interesting. I also have the any day now uh, scheduler diary the weekly horizontal the weekly vertical sorry view diary which I really like and I like the any day now paper it's um, note maker paper made in Taiwan for the brand and it's wonderful I also have two travelers diaries one for the large size and one for the passport size both of those are the monthly those are the most convenient form of diary for me in those I also have the paper republic weekend notes I'm going to be reviewing a lot of these, so check out my channel to see these reviews sort of come up. But the Paper Republic one, I think, is one of my favourite layout designs and font and graphic design jobs I've seen in a long time. I love the font. I love how open everything feels, and it fits in their Grand Voyager leather cover, which is such a nice piece of leather and such a nice cover. So 
that one will be coming out as well. I also have my Hobonichi Cousin and my Hobonichi Weeks, both of which are going to be the probably, they will probably be the main drivers for most of the year, uh, both serving different purposes and I enjoy having the options, let's just say that. And there'll probably be a couple more that I add to my collection as well just because, well, it's planner season and I love planners. If there are planners you think I really need to look at, send me through a message because I really, really want to know. Another thing that I'm doing at the moment is I'm currently reviewing two pens for Wancha. Wancha is a Japanese brand and I reviewed their True Rushi pen a couple of years ago and absolutely loved it. And was really glad to uh, hear from them about reviewing a couple of their pens. So I'm looking at the Puchico, which is the mini fountain pen. It's not even a pocket pen, it's smaller than that. It is a mini fountain pen. Wait until you see this thing. It is, like, it's almost farcically small, but it writes really, really well and surprisingly comfortable given the form and function of it. Um, so that's really interesting. And then I've got the Sekai World Tree in Sandalwood from Wancha as well, which is a more sort of standard pen beautiful wood and the most amazing medium steel nib those wancha nibs they're just yovo nibs but they're tuned so well and they write so wet and so smooth it's a real pleasure to write with them so that's kind of what is new for me i've got a couple of chinese pens to review i've got a couple of inks there banked up to look at uh, and i've got a number of things on the way to look at a really interesting bold action style pen uh, a couple of fountain pens, some more ink. It's gonna be there's gonna be some good stuff coming up, and there's a lot of reviews. I'm still working through the backlog of things from when I was on tour uh, for a big chunk of the year. So the next couple of months are hectic, and there are so many videos, kind of like a, a video every second day for the rest of most of the rest of the year, and then uh, back in January and February it should sort of get back to the normal pace of things, which for me is you know one video every every Sunday, and then some some Thursdays. That's that's my ideal. Um, other than that, it starts to get just a little bit crazy and I end up spending a lot of time doing this and I don't make a whole lot of money from it. But I am going to be talking about my YouTube channel a little bit later in this episode as the main topic. So I'll come back to all of that. Part of these podcasts is I am going to do a sort of question and answer thing, Q&A. So I... I put a call out on uh, Instagram for questions for this episode, and I got a number of questions. So we start with uh, an episode, a question from Sean, who asked why I'm selling off my pans. So I've made a couple of Facebook and Instagram posts recently about selling off my pens and sort of paring my collection down. This is not because I'm moving away from fountain pens or I'm trying to make money off it all. This is just because a few things. Firstly, there's a chance I'm moving house soon and not just to, to another house in my area H having less to move is always good but the main reason i'm i'm doing this is for the mental clutter of it i have a lot i'm a i'm a hoarder i am a diagnosed obsessive compulsive disorder and part of that for me is having everything trying to let go of that and move on from a lot of that and i would love to get my collection down to around 40 pens uh, if it's at 40 pens then i feel like i'm at a point where i can justify them all and they have to be the 40 pens i actually really want middle of last year or just before that i had 438 fountain pens or something and i managed to sell off or give away 130 something of them 
And so I'm gradually trying to get it back down to, as I said, I would love to get it down to 40. I have a 10 pen tray and a 36 pen tray. And I'd love to have a couple of spare slots for when I get extra pens that I can work out which ones are going to go where. So that is my ideal. That is what I'm aiming for. Who knows what I'll get down to, but it's really just about passing pens on that I'm not using. Uh, I have so many pens that just sit there as, and I've called them my library, but I don't need these pens. I don't need that library. I would love to be able to get them into the hands of people that are going to use them or make some use of them. So yeah, that is why I am basically selling off a bunch of my pens and getting rid of a, a huge amount of ink. Once I would, there's about 400 ink bottles I would like to eventually be able to move on. That's ranging from you know the 30ml Diamine to inks from brands from all over Asia and Europe, and you know most of them at a bare minimum would have half full. And I'm going to be getting rid of them super super affordably. Um, and they're all in good condition. They've been stored well, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think uh, there's a lot. There's a lot that's going to be moving on. But it's not because I'm moving away. It's just about making space in my life and really enjoying the the. F I would love to be min minimalist. It's never going to happen. I would love to be a minimalist. Uh, so it's really about getting back to that kind of you know having a having a a purposeful collection as opposed to just having everything. The next question is from Lydia, who asks, You have looked at a lot of Galen leather items. Do you have a favourite or something you still use daily? I don't think I have a favourite necessarily, but I certainly have a number of things I use, every, if not every day, really, really regularly. And I'm, I'll talk about a couple of these now. Firstly, the plain leather pencil case. Um, I that is my daily pencil case that lives in my satchel. It's where I keep all the things I need for my music job: pencils, highlighters, erasers, that kind of stuff. That travels with me everywhere. I absolutely love that thing. I also love the Zippered A5 Folio, which is what I use for my Hobonichi in my planner. Um, it is so rugged and crazy horse leather, so it doesn't matter how damaged it gets, it just ends up looking better. I think it's amazing. Uh, another one I absolutely love and use all the time is the medic bag and that's my art bag so when I uh, go out to draw when I'm carrying things around sketchbooks watercolor sets that kind of stuff they all kind of carry with come with me in that uh, it's a beautiful piece and I think it's one of those it's a more expensive Galen leather item but it's something I think uh, is absolutely easily worth the money so yeah, I still use Galen leather stuff all the time. Everything kind of gets cycled through. The different pen cases and uh, pencil cases and notebook cases and those kinds of things all get passed through. Um, oh, I've also got my Hobonichi Weeks in a Galen leather slim cover for that in a navy leather, which is beautiful. Um, so yeah, no, I use them all the time and I really love them. There's a couple of products I'm looking at of theirs now that I'd really love to get my hands on, uh, and including just about anything in that lovely new ocean blue leather they have. It looks great. Um, so yeah, I'll be hopefully covering a couple more things on my YouTube channel shortly. Now a question from Rebecca. She asks, do you still love your Visconti Homo sapiens Bronze Age just as much or have later pen acquisitions replaced it in your affections? Is it still your take-everywhere pen? This is an interesting question. Um, it's not a pen I take everywhere. I have found myself taking what I call my workhorse pens everywhere, 
Um, and it wasn't the Homo sapiens, but another pen got damaged in my pocket. And uh, and while I would carry it in a sleeve, it still got damaged. And I was like, oh, I'm really glad this wasn't a thousand dollar pen. Um, and I do if I do if they do leave the house, they leave in lovely galen leather cases and things like that. But I wouldn't say it's my take everywhere pen now. I use it a lot. It's inked up a lot, but it mostly gets used at home. Uh, it's a great pen for journaling because it writes so beautifully and consistently and feels so nice in the hand. And because it's a joy to use, you know, it's one of those pens that you look at it as you're picking it up and you get that little spark of joy. Um, it's probably the Marie Kondo pen of my entire collection in that way. It's it's a joy to use. It really is. And so I don't think any pens have necessarily eclipsed it uh, in my affections. I think there are pens in my collection that I absolutely adore. The Pilot Custom 845, uh, the Lamy 2000, the Diplomat Excellence A2. But I think, if I'm going to be honest, my, it, my Visconti Homo Sapiens Bronze Age is still probably my favourite pen. The joy I get from using it, the beautiful nib, the writing experience, the fact that it is made of that lava resin... It's just got so much going for it that ticks so many boxes for me. It's a relatively dark, understated pen color. Sort of got the flat ends. It it really is close to the perfect pen. And certainly one of my absolute favorites. The last question today comes from Pip, who asks, uh, what is, in your opinion, the best everyday writer under 200, under 200 Australian dollars? I found this question really hard. And the reason is, is that there's kind in the Australian market, there's kind of this little black hole area in the budget, where once you get past the Lamy Safaris and the Twisby Ecos and things like that, you're not getting a huge a lot more for the pen until you get to the gold nib pens, which are all over $200. So what I've suggested is, if you're wanting an everyday writer and you don't mind it being something like a Safari or the Caveco Sport or the Pilot Metropolitan or a Twisby Eco or Diamond 580, one of those kinds of pens, that is a great starting point and they are great everyday writers. My suggestion is that you look around and there are a few pens that come in around the 200 to $230, $235 mark that you can sometimes get under $200 in Australia if you shop at the right places at the right times. And so for me, those pens are the Pelican M200. Simple steel nib pen, piston filler. It is a smaller pen, uh, but it's a great pen and it writes beautifully and I think it's one of the most um, easily usable everyday writer pens on the market. I think if you can get it under the price, the Caveco Original it's just, once again a slightly smaller pen, but this has a metal body. It's a cartridge converter pen, has a number six size nib, writes very, very well. I use it a lot. It's one of my traveling pens, so one of the pens that goes with me on tour and things like that because it, I just know it works. I've got a handful of pens like that that I can sort of go to because I know that regardless of what I put in them or how often I use them, it's just always going to be there. And then two other pens are uh, two from Pilot, and these are ones you're going to need to look for at special prices and they are the E95S which is a pocket style pen but has a lovely nib on it it's a really great size pen and at its full posted length is beautiful in the hand 
And then of course the Pilot Custom 74. A couple of different color options there, lots of nib options. Um, it's a little more than 200, but if you can get it under the 200 price or if you can stretch your budget to you know that 235, 250 mark, that is a pen that is just absolutely spectacular. It's got one of the nicest nibs on it. It's a nice size in the hand. It works with you know the Con 70 converter so it's got a good capacity it also takes the pilot cartridges and it's just one of those pens that i think gets forgotten because there are more fancy brothers to it that go up the line like the 823 or the 845 so the pilot custom 74 i think is a great option for this the other option of course is go to one of our custom pen makers a lot of them have pen models that they make that are under the 200 australian dollar mark you can talk to them about the size, the material, the nib width, all those kinds of things, little details you want, and you can have something that is made to suit you as much as getting a pen that writes absolutely beautifully. A couple of the main pen makers here in Australia use Yovo nibs, so they write beautifully, they're standard cartridge converter pens, and they use the most remarkably beautiful materials. You can go to my YouTube channel and check out a few of those. Uh, in fact, later in the year, I've got a video coming out about uh, Australian pens, so check that one out. That's it for the questions for today. Next, uh, what I want to talk about is my YouTube channel. And I want to just talk about why I started it, how I started it, where it's gone, and where I would like to see it going. So, it all started about six years ago. I'd been using fountain pens since my teens and kind of drifted away from them during university. And as I came back to them later on, I was finding that me being me and needing to have all the information, before I bought any pen, I would go online and I would look at as many video reviews as I could. Video was the preferred method for me because I could watch it in use. I could see it in someone's hand. You see all the different angles. It's a really great medium for it. So I found looking at all those videos gave me the information I needed to make a trusted purchase. The only problem was a lot of these videos were either made by manufacturers or retailers. And there are a handful of really great reviewers, actually a number of really great reviewers who are not associated with brands. But there were too many that are either associated yeah, with a particular brand or particular retailers or it was just straight up retailers making videos about their pens and while I trust them and I think that they would be doing their best to be as honest as possible they're still trying to sell the pen and to me as a reviewer I go out of my way to be honest and unbiased and I try and present a balanced perspective on the item I'm reviewing I also try I do try to be positive I think there's a lot of negativity out there but I also, if I'm choosing something to review, I already do the research before I look at it. I read everything I can, I look at the dimensions, I look at the nib, because if I'm going to be buying something with either my money or the money that I get from the revenue through my YouTube channel, I want it to be something that I enjoy and that I want to use. So I've already done a bit of the hard work, and by now, after yeah, using over 430 fountain pens, probably closer to 500 in reality, I know what I like, I know what is going to suit me, um, and so firstly, I love getting surprised. I reviewed a pen recently from a South Korean pen brand, Eureka, and the pen absolutely surprised me. I mean, looking at the specs, it shouldn't have, but it still did. 
because I'd not heard of this brand. It was a material I wasn't familiar with. And it was just a pen that came out of the blue that really blew my mind. But by now, I really do know what I like, and I kind of go out of my way to find those items as much as I can. So I do try and stay positive, but I am unbiased. I'm not trying to sell the pen. And when companies contact me or I contact companies about reviewing for them, I am really careful to say, I will be honest. Early on in my reviewing process, I reviewed an item for a shop. They wanted me to review a particular pen that they were going to be stocking. And it was terrible. It barely wrote, it was scratchy, it was dry, it had a weird cap that didn't fit properly, it it was just not a good pen. It kind of it had this weird rattle when it was capped and that just drove me crazy. And so I was honest in that review and I received an email a few days after the review went live pretty much slamming me that they couldn't use that as advertising. My instant response to my that obviously I didn't send this back, but my instant response was well good. <laughs> That's not what I'm here for. I'm not here as advertising. Yes, I understand that what I say can result in sales of the items. I've heard this as direct feedback from a number of manufacturers and pen makers and stuff. And I'm really grateful that the good stuff gets out there in the world and that more people are able to experience it because of something that I have brought into their lives. I'm, I enjoy that. But I'm not doing this as advertising. I'm wanting to provide information. That is that is the, the crux of what I do, is providing information that my audience, you guys, can trust. And I think if I was a retailer, and when I see retailers do this, I just don't trust it. So sometimes when I see certain reviewers, that clouds my judgment of them. You know, is that something that, are they actually saying that, or is that something they're saying because they want to sell this item? So that's why I started it. I wanted to be honest and I wanted to provide information that me as a user found when I was using the thing. So I take my time reviewing pens. I make sure they have a couple of ink loads through them that I've written, done long writing sessions, short writing sessions. It's been in my pocket. It's been carried with me. It's rare that I do a review that hasn't, all those things haven't been covered. But it's really important to me that the information I pass on is as accurate and as honest as I can possibly do. As I started to pick up a bit of steam in these reviews, there were a couple of brands that got behind me. Robert Oster has been there since the very start. The very first video uh, was not one he provided the item for, but it was a review of his ink, Fire and Ice. Great ink, and a review that uh, has had one of my highest view counts, which is amazing. But Robert has been there from the start and has supported the channel a lot over the years, and I'm extremely grateful for that. I also had other brands get behind me and other retailers, and that helped me bring items to the viewers that I wasn't able to bring to them without the support. And there are a couple of brands for me that I consider as like milestone brands that either I had tried to to get involved with or that contacted me and uh, were good signs that I was doing the right thing, that people valued what I did. Recently, of course, the brand Wancha has been great like that. Galen Leather have been with me for a few years uh, and I'm always grateful for their support and also love looking at their stuff. I think it's beautifully made. 
as I said, Robert Oster. In recent years, Gravitas Pens um, has made some amazing pens and has supported the channel a lot, uh, both in terms of providing things, but also uh, involving himself in what I do, which has been really nice. But my favorite memory in all of this is the first time a brand got in touch with me. They offered to send me a pen to review. And it was the first time someone had got in touch with me, like without me cold calling them first. This was straight up, they'd seen my channel, they'd seen what I was doing, they liked it, wanted to know if I wanted to review their pen. And now I still don't take that for granted. Anytime a pen brand or an ink company trusts me with their product, that's a big responsibility. Um, because it's a responsibility to you, the audience, to make sure that you get really good information about the pen. It's also a responsibility, I feel, to the to the man to the brand because if there are things with that item that aren't great, it's an opportunity for them to grow and for them to develop if they care about their product. And if they're contacting me to ask me to review it, I hope they care about their product. So this is a good chance for them to actually really get feedback and develop. And there've been a couple of brands who have really done that. A few things I've suggested to brands over the years have been implemented as change. And it's kind of great to see that. Um, where I send feedback, not in the review sometimes, I'll send it, you know, say, hey, just so you're aware, this happens, or is this your intention, or did you mean for this pen not to post? And often they go, oh, no, that's it should be posting. So that feedback is a responsibility, I feel, because it improves the products we get to use. Um, so there's change involved in this, and I, I really enjoy that. I've also really loved the fact that as an Australian, as a left-handed Australian doing this, um, there's not a whole lot of me or us out there doing it. Um, and so there's a few Australian companies and retailers who have got behind me because they see the value in that. And I enjoy the fact that I get to bring an Australian voice, both literally and figuratively, to the fountain pen world. So I, I look at the analytics of my channel and most of my viewers are in the United States, India, and the UK and that's wonderful uh, and that also helps me target the brands that I'm going to be talking to um, I find that you know you know if I, if I want to approach a brand that is in the UK having a large UK subscriber base is a good indicator for them that I'm someone that they can trust with their review going forward with the YouTube channel as I mentioned earlier, I've been slammed these last couple of months. I have been doing review after review, and um, I've covered so many pens and inks and notebooks and planners, and it's just been nuts. But there was a big backlog from uh, reviews I hadn't done while I was away on tour. So I'm working through all of that, uh, and then next year it's definitely going to get a little bit quieter again, uh, particularly at the beginning of the year. It might swell up around this same time next year, but the beginning of the year will be going back to its regular sort of scheduled programming, which I'm absolutely okay with. It allows me to concentrate on the reviews and actually like enjoy what I'm using as well. That's the main thing. Like I want to enjoy this. This isn't a full-time job. I make a tiny amount of money from this. Like, not enough to support the channel, not enough to provide all the items that I'm reviewing. The only money I get from this is ad revenue. I don't get paid by the brands or the retailers to do the reviews. I just get a little bit of ad revenue from Google and YouTube. 
And that is all invested straight back into the channel to buy pens and ink to review. And any support that I'm given from outside sources, you know, there's a few people who occasionally I'm very grateful to. They send me a little like financial support for the channel to buy certain things or I've had people send me bottles of ink or vouchers for things or order things to be sent to my house. That's really lovely. All that support makes this possible, but it isn't a job. I don't actually make an income from this. So I'm investing a lot of my own personal money into this channel as well. And so, as I said, I want to enjoy this. I want to have fun with it. I want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to save up and get a couple of pens that I would love to have on this channel. There is a wish list, which I'll cover in just a second, of pens that I'm just desperate to review that for one reason or another haven't yet made it onto the channel. But quietening it down just gives me a little bit of space to do that. And then if it gets busy again later in the year, then we all get a whole lot of videos. And there's nothing wrong with that. So what was that wish list? Well, there's a few pens on here straight up. Firstly, I'm looking at pens from Mr. Cypress at the moment. Well, I'm not looking at them. I'm looking at them online, I should say. They are beautiful. I'm so interested in those pens. I would love to review at least there's a couple of models there that I've you know got bookmarked that I would love to look at. Also, of course, the Pelican M1000 model pen. Um, you know, if anyone's got one they would like to lend me to review, I'd be more than happy to do that. It's just such a great pen model, and when I've used it, I've really enjoyed it. I've just never had the chance to review one. Uh, and then at the moment on my wish list is the Gravitas Pens uh, Vac Filling Pen Made of Ultim, the Ultimate. It's a great-looking pen, interesting filling system, all engineered and made specifically for that pen, it's one that I would love to review. And I've, as I said, I've reviewed a number of Gravitas pens and uh, Ben there has been really supportive of the channel. So I'm hoping that will end up on the channel. Um, but yeah, there's lots of pens, lots of inks. Every day there's a new product coming out. The new Estabrook Raven. Uh, there's inks from Papier Plume and Robert Oster that uh, just come up in your Instagram feed. And I would love to look at them all. There's just not enough time. And even if I could get my hands on everything, there is just not enough time to review everything. So the channel is going to continue going ahead. I'm enjoying it, and I hope you are as well. I find the process to be exciting, and I'm learning all the time. And it's great to be able to bring you content that resonates with you, but also provides you with the information that you need to make those trusted purchases. I also love the community and the discussion around items and you know it's nice to have that little space where you can talk about a particular pen or filling system or nib grind and people just voice their opinion without being horrible about it. Um, I find that on Reddit and YouTube that I'm actually, I'm lucky I don't deal with a whole lot of trolls on YouTube. I monitor it and I'm deleting comments almost every day but they're not super negative attacking sort of comments generally speaking. I really enjoy the sorts of conversations that uh, I have with listeners and viewers there. It's good fun. So that's a little bit of information about my YouTube channel and why and how and all those kinds of things. If you've got videos that you think I really should be making, I would love to hear from you. Uh, if there's particular content you enjoy, I'd love to hear about that. I want to make sure that people are getting what they want out of what I do. So aside from YouTube and pens and paper and all that kind of stuff, what am I up to? I'm taking my art and design stuff a little bit more seriously. 
I've always drawn, I've always designed, I've always done illustrations, I've done illustrations for, you know, in the style of like kids books and things like that for a long time. But I'm working on a couple of products that incorporate a bit of that. So um, some stationary products and some gift stuff that uh, I'm hoping I'll be able to start selling probably from the middle of next year. Keep an eye out on Instagram and it'll be on Etsy and that kind of stuff and some, you know, custom portraits and those kinds of things as well, which uh, I'm looking forward to doing. In fact, I'm at the moment having a whole lot of fun designing a couple of washi tapes. So I, I love washi tape. I'm addicted to washi tape. Uh, and at the moment, I'm making it as gifts for friends, but I'm learning the process of what you know is needed in terms of resolution and colors and the size and all those kinds of things. Uh, because I would love to introduce a line of washi tapes next year uh, that are sort of customized to my channel and what I do. So, you know, some fountain pen themed washi tapes, coffee themed, working on things like ink designs and things that I can use as washi tape design. Um, so that's an interesting little pro side project I'm working on that I'm quite enjoying a lot as well. So thank you for listening to this first episode of the Offstage Me podcast. Today's was a little bit of everything and they'll get more customized and more you know direct as i go along as the topics become more apparent i love the idea of the q a so continue to send questions in and i love talking about what i'm writing with and so i'm going to do some like currently inked kind of conversations as well as as i said a lot of interviews over time as well so this is going to be fortnightly for the next for a few months of the year um i'm thinking two nine episode seasons across the year with fortnightly episodes that's my thought if you've got feedback on that and what you think would work i'd love to hear from you about that this kind of length will be about what i aim for so yeah i hope you enjoy it please you know follow it and all those kinds of things and tell your friends who might be interested that uh it's here so thank you for listening enjoy your pens enjoy writing and i'll talk to you soon